Greetings, constant listeners. It's Dan Smacab Caffrey here. What you're about to hear is a clip from our exclusive Patreon episode in which the losers list the 10 best Stephen King stories to read on Halloween. Joining us as we trick-or-treat our way through King's Dominion is actress, filmmaker, and co-host of Horror Movie Survival Guide, Julia Marchese. Now you're probably wondering, how do you hear the full thing? Well, all you have to do is become a librarian over at our Patreon, The Barons. You can find a link in the description of this episode, or you can visit patreon.com backslash the barons. Hope to see you there over long days and pleasant nights. Look, Stranger Things 2 takes place on Halloween, and we're talking about Halloween. So um, (laughs) that's a really stretch of a transition. But I wanted to ask before we get into our list, why do we think King has never really made like a straightforward Halloween tale. Um, it's, just, it's strange. I mean, he's had, obviously we're going to be talking about it, but he's had stories and novels that have taken in and around it, but he hasn't really had just like a, a literal dead-on, straightforward, this is a Halloween story. And I'm wondering, like, yeah. why not? I mean, it, it seems weird. I was thinking, unless I'm missing something, like, I don't think he really has many holiday tales like I don't think he's really done anything on Christmas or Thanksgiving which mm-hmm. I mean I guess he, it's mentioned in The Shining um, yeah but that's the first day I mean, that they're at the Overlook I think is on mm-hmm. Halloween yeah yeah um, but but I mean he is a horror writer and so Halloween would be the natural thing um, and I don't know we were we were kind of talking about this on the psychoanalysis episode like it's almost like Halloween is like its own kind of you don't want to get it wrong you know mm-hmm. Like it's kind of the the high holy day for horror lovers, and it's like I, I don't know. Maybe he's a little nervous to do it. You know? <laughs> he mu- some some one of the constant listeners is saying that he hates it, and I couldn't oh, yeah? find any quote about that. And I think it would be bizarre that he would hate it because I I, I, rem- yeah. I vividly remember reading like an anecdote about how like he would pass out candy at his mansion or his, not oh, his yeah? mansion, but you know the the gothic um, you know mansion in Bangor, and so I, I can't imagine that he would hate Halloween. It seems like bizarre that he would the master of horror Stephen King would hate Halloween like why would you that seems insane to me but I couldn't yeah. find any evidence to back that up but I don't know I mean Dan you've read literally every one of his stories uh, isn't it strange that he hasn't done anything like holiday related I mean it seems weird right I mean I, I guess <laughs> I guess he knocked all the holidays out in one fell swoop with cycle of the werewolf right well that's with true the, that's yeah. true yeah so may, maybe that was a way for him to appease that I was I was thinking about this and I wonder if it almost doesn't surprise me as much with his novels because a lot of his novels take, they're huge and they take place over such a long period of time, you know, mm-hmm. like it, and even something like The Shining, which is over more than a whole season. So part of me is like, well, because because his books are so epic and only a few of them are self-contained and pressurized, maybe it would just do him a disservice to focus on a holiday too much. Like that would devote too much attention to one spot in the book. But I'm almost mm-hmm. surprised that there's no there aren't really any short stories that uh, mm-hmm. that really go into Halloween. Um, yeah. Because yeah, so that would that, be the that, place to do it. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's the only really logic I can come up with. Or like anything, maybe he just hasn't thought about it too much. Yeah. But it's funny because you mentioned the Halloween tree earlier. And King is so indebted to Ray Bradbury and talks about him totally. all the time. And he talks about him mm-hmm. in, in Dance Macabre. And because when I think of a fall author, I think of Ray Bradbury. That's the first person that comes to mind. So because... Fall kind of runs through so many of Ray Bradbury's books, not just something Wicked This Way comes in the Halloween tree. 
I yeah, you, you would think it would seep into King's work a little bit more, but yeah, I guess it just hasn't for whatever reason. I just Julia, finished. Oh, yeah, so go, go ahead. No, 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 go for it. No, you go. <laughs> I just finished uh, Under the Dome, uh, mm-hmm. which is taking place like ramping up to Halloween. Yes, mm-hmm. and yeah. then it's all of like the 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 bad dreams and like visions everybody's having. It's like pumpkins are burning and there's jack o' lanterns and stuff. So that's not on actual Halloween, although it leads up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can, as far as like a Halloween, a hundred percent, the thing all is like an all in one day kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I would be a hundred percent into it. And mm-hmm. I would predict that it will happen. Oh, you think Me so? Too. Yes. I hope, I mean, I hope it just seems so weird. And that's, that. that's, I, I totally forgot about Under the Dome because same thing with like 1122, which came out like almost, I think it was like what, a year later after that. Um, oh yeah. That's on they, Halloween. They all are kind of around it. And mm-hmm. in which actually is kind of perfect for Halloween because I never actually love the holiday. I love the lead up. I actually get really depressed mm. around the holiday. Like I'm already depressed. <laughs> like I, I'm my, my girlfriend has like lost her mind with me because I'm just sitting there like being like, well, we only have three more days of this. And then she's like, well, you know, fucking enjoy it. And I'm like, well, sorry. I, I just wish we could go back <laughs> to like when, you know, Vanderbilt was here when we were recording American Werewolf in London. And you know, we had the whole month ahead of us and now mm. we have three days and she's just like, you know, you're so half glass empty, but I, so I, I actually love the lead up. So, Mm-hmm. Under the Dome, I think that is part of the reason why I love that book so much is because you are in that world, and also there's a psycho, uh, there's a there's a psychic corgi in it, so that's a big plus. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, <laughs> that's a great one. Um, but yeah, so what would we want from a Stephen King Halloween story? Would we want a ghost story? Would we want a monster? Would we want what was actually kind of teased and? Uh, presented to us on nightmares and dreamscapes and maybe it could be like a scarecrow type thing like what, what yes would you that's want? what i want yeah <laughs> i would love i it want that scarecrow did, yeah, yeah. If, he, if they did some kind of maybe a shutter special or just some online web film like an anime maybe even animated and it's it's just the castle rocket scarecrow or whatever you want to call it and he just made it even a, just a short story about a scarecrow stalking a bunch of kids in halloween i think that'd be fantastic mm-hmm. yeah 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 Julia, awesome. what would you want out of a Halloween, like a 100% pure, unadulterated Stephen King Halloween story? I want a group of characters that are all stuck in one place and they can't get out. And there's mm. a killer there and they have to figure out. Because to me, my favorite stories are ones where it's just like people in rooms talking. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. And because I love Stephen King because he will delve into every single character completely. Yeah. And so, like, maybe it's a thing where, like, you as the audience don't know who it is, and he's going to go through every single one until you figure out and they figure out who it is. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. That would be cool. Yeah. You know you know what I think would be really cool um, is if he did kind of, like, a different seasons kind of thing, only, Ooh. like, the framing desi- device is, like, trick-or-treaters, and they go to a house, and each house is, like, a different story, you know? Mm-hmm. Like oh, a, man, a Halloween awesome. bottle kind of thing. And it's a Castle Rock tale too, so it's like all, or yeah, maybe it's actually yeah. all in those locations. Like one's Castle yeah. Rock, one's Ludlow, one's dairy. Jerusalem's Lot, one's Dairy. Yeah, that'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah, that would be Ooh. so much. I fun. think what I would, yeah, I think what no matter can, what, it can is, one of them be in Juniper Hill, please? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, that's good. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that would be really good. Remember that Bowers boy that was here a while ago? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think with any Stephen King Halloween tale, I would want it to be Maximum King, which I feel like we don't get as much anymore. Just we really don't. No. We get like a lot of collaborations. We get a lot of his. 
hard-boiled crime stuff, which is all good. I'm not saying it's it's bad, yeah. but I it's been a long time since he's just done a flat-out monster story. Um, I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess you could kind of call something like The Outsider that, but it's it's you know what it's I mean? It's too like true a, crime. It's like, no, that's it's too yeah. be, be like, steeped in yeah, reality. Yeah, like at something that, point. that on its surface and the way it's marketed just screams Halloween. The way that the movie Trick or Treat screams Halloween. Just just go, mm-hmm. him yes. going, just turning up the volume turning up the lights to orange that's why i would whatever it was i would just want it to be just like you can smell the pumpkin coming off of it that's yeah uh, yeah. (laughs) i like that i like that well hey mick world it can happen um (laughs) but what has happened are all his stories and we love stephen king because look like chocolate and peanut butter you can't have halloween without the king (laughs) and so we're going to talk about 10 stories that we actually collated uh, I asked everyone on this panel to give their five stories that they would want to read or they feel has Halloween ties. Uh, and, you know, I took it. I, t- uh, I, I, I collated the, the, the list. <laughs> I uh, tabulated the numbers. I did the gerbalytics, if you will. Um, <laughs> and I came up with a top 10. And we're going to go through our top 10, 10 to 1. And, and don't worry, constant listeners. I asked you. I know you did. You're, you're sitting there just screaming and being <laughs> like, you asked us also. What are you talking about? And go, don't worry. We're going to get to you. We got, we got you. Um, and uh, But first, we got to get to ours. And at number 10, because we're going to start this right now. We're going right in. I, I got the pumpkin. I'm, I got my knife. I'm going to get the little top, even though it always <laughs> takes me a little long. And I'm always wondering, should I go a little wider? Or should I go smaller? What if it falls in? Oh, my God. Either way, we're going to go number 10. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. 